0: Welcome back to Proper Dictation. This episode is called Delving Into Joy. In this episode, we'll talk about what joy is, relating joy to our curriculum, and our experiences of joy. Today we have Miko Kubiak and Aldo Branham. So for our first segment about what joy is, I think to start off, the best way to do it is with the definition of joy. Um, Webster's Dictionary defines it as the emotion evoked by well-being, success, and good fortune or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. So moving from that, we're gonna talk about our personal view on joy and how we would define it. So I would define joy as, I would say joy is something that's hard to attain. I think that many people feel like they experience joy, but in reality, it's just them experiencing happiness because I think that joy is something that is harder to attain. I think it's something that requires like a sacrifice or it requires you to go out of your way to help someone else or help to do something else. It's not something where it's just like you receive something. That I would say that's more happiness, not joy.
1: So just like you, I think that it's like not the easiest thing to attain whenever, but when you do, there's no better feeling than pure joy. Like for me, joy is a state of happiness in which our problems seem to like drift away and it's only pure happiness that is present. And like, there's no other problems. There's just you, the people around you, the place that you're in and just everything coming together at once to make you just happy.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree.
1: Okay, so now the history of joy. Biblically, joy is more than a happy feeling, and it's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. So basically, like, in the past, in the Bible, in various religions, joy has been something that God has been able to provide to people through their worshiping to him. It is, it's, a long, it's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises and he will be there in times of need when people need him.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting because, like, speaking of, like, the history of joy and how that relates to religion and everything, um, relating that, like, relating joy to our curriculum kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the biblical joy idea because um, throughout the school year, we've um, focused on a multiple, multitude of different things. Um, one of them was joy, and we watched this uh, film, this documentary called Mission Joy, which was about the Dalai Lama, and or the current Dalai Lama and um, Desmond Tutu, who were two like major religious spiritual leaders in our in the world, um, and how they experienced joy, and it was incredibly interesting to see how they explained like what they thought joy was. So, in like, in one section, we had the Dalai Lama explaining that the joy that he felt was often because he helped someone else. It wasn't him actually like getting anything, but it was actually the act of him helping others to overcome their hardships that ended up giving him joy, Um, which I think was really interesting because similar to what I talked about, like how joy was hard to attain earlier. I think that this kind of like reinforces that idea where joy isn't exactly the same as happiness, where like you can get happy from getting a gift or something, but it's actually something that you can have from, you know, overcoming a, a challenge or helping others around you overcome a challenge.
1: Yeah. Um, when yeah. you watch the documentary, like, you see it's just two people from completely different religious backgrounds, like, have not lived the same life at all, yeah. come together and just have one of the purest forms of friendship that you can have.
0: No, I completely agree. And I think that... um similar to how the Dalai Lama said he felt joy when he was helping others, Um, Desmond Tutu also explained how his, like, the joy that he felt, like, mostly was when he helped, you know, all these people in Africa during apartheid, which was, like, a huge issue. And, like, when apartheid finally was, like, released, like, when there wasn't apartheid anymore, when it was, when they got rid of it, I think he was just, like, that was just an incredibly joyous experience for me because All of these people that he had helped throughout his life and who he had stood with and like fought for, finally were able to enjoy like the same rights that they should have been able to enjoy. So I just thought that was that was really powerful and interesting. Um, And I think that like, as well as that, it's also like you know, Desmond Tutu talked about how like he felt a lot of joy when his like daughter like watching his daughter grow up and watching how like she flourished. So it's also something where like if you're you know you have someone close to you and you see that they're doing well that can bring you joy just by seeing them doing well
1: and like the Dalai Lama like moving on with that thought he is he's is someone who's been through so much in his life he got kicked out of his home he became like this religious spiritual leader at a very young age mm-hmm. but he is still somebody who finds happiness in everything yeah like it's not like when we were watching the documentary it's not like at any point in time he was he seemed like down or anything he was always like this upbeat person even though he has like no home to go back to
0: radiated like like joy and happiness that people like want to have
1: another person that like was in our curriculum that experienced a lot of joy was chris mccandless and in the book into the wild Mm -hmm. it's a story about a man who was like very depressed about his life didn't like how his life was going he didn't want to like go to college after high school he didn't want to live like the life that people we live or like mm-hmm. other people live. He was somebody who just wanted to be in nature by himself. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. He threw away all his money. He l- left with no clothes, nothing to his name. He told his parents that he was going away and that's it. Like okay. he just went off into the wild and lived mm-hmm. his life. He documented everything he did in like this little journal that he kept with him, mm-hmm. but like along the way he would make money whenever he needed it. And no more than that, yeah. he would only buy what he needed, no more.
0: Yeah, I think it was really interesting to see because he was kind of trying to like show that like joy isn't something you get from, you know, monetary value or from like things. It's actually something that you just experience throughout your life through hardships that you face. And I thought that was like, that was really interesting. It was, I think his story is something that like a lot of people try and like look at and think like, hmm, you know, it's not all about. Money and how I look and all this stuff—it's actually about just like living my life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Chris didn't care what other people thought of him. Mm-hmm. He only cared about what would make him happy and like what would fulfill his life. No, oh, yeah, I completely agree. Like he lived until the day that he died, doing what caused him joy, and that was just being out in the wild. Yeah, like, and, by yeah. himself.
0: No, that, I, yeah, I think I think it's really—it's a really cool thing to to like have, be able to read about these experiences and like learn about them because like realistically we like we don't have those same chances like it's not it's not the same for us but to know that other people went through certain things it's, it's it helps you learn and like grow as a person um which segment's perfect into our uh, next talk which is about like our personal experiences of joy so for me i would say that like i've definitely there's been a lot of experiences of happiness and everything but i think like true joy like that that feeling that was explained in all these different things I think it's, you know, I, there hasn't been many experiences of that for me just because I haven't lived that long. But I think like, I've definitely had a few times where I've definitely been like, wow, this is like amazing. And I think like one of those was probably, I think like the biggest one was probably when I first like, when I first like got my dog. I think like, because not only was that just like huge for me cause that's like, it's like a new person in the house. It's like a new person that you get to hang out with and a new, per- like that you can like kind of like grow up with. But also it's just like, our whole family just like, loved the dog. It was just like, be, maybe the dog, my dog Maple became a part of our family like within seconds. She just adapted so well. And it, just, it became just like a staple of our household that we have this dog. And I think that like, just even now, just whenever I look at my dog, I just feel joy. I just like, it's just, it's so nice to know that like, that's a constant I can always come back to is that I have like, my best friend, my dog.
1: Yeah, so, like, for me personally, I also haven't had too many, like, joyful experiences. Because, like, I'm 17. I haven't seen what life has outside of, like, this little town that I've grown up in. Yeah, definitely. But, like, one experience that I have had was last week when I went to a concert with three of the friends. It was just the four of us at a Zach Bryan concert, mm-hmm. and it was the best night of my life. Mm-hmm. We were up singing, dancing the entire night. Some At one point during the concert, a random lady walked up to us, tapped us on the so- shoulders, and said that we had the best friendship she's ever seen. Because, like, we were just so yeah. joyful, just jumping around, singing, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I can I can agree with that. I think, like, another experience that I was really joyous at was I actually went to a concert as well to see, like, one of my favorite artists. Um, and, like, that had been, like, a, a lifelong goal of mine to, like, go and see, like my, like, my favorite artist perform. And I actually got to see him. And it was just, like, it was just, like, it was in awe. It was, I was just in awe. It was, like, a moment where I was just, like, I was just so taken aback and so, like, happy and joyous and everything. I just, like... I was just, I just like lost it. I was just having, so, I just had such a good time. It's just like nothing I've ever felt before.
1: Yeah, I feel like personally going to concerts is like one of the best things that you can do because it's thousands upon thousands of people grouped together in one spot, yeah. all coming to enjoy one thing, which yeah. is the artists and their music.
0: No, yeah, I definitely agree. I like, think this
1: is... People can put their problems aside. People can put their like issues aside for a few hours in one night. Yeah should just be there living in the moment,
0: listening to some music. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's just like an incredibly powerful thing. And I think like s- similar to like how like the, like bring it back to like the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu, like how like, you know, if you're like religious, you go to a religious gathering or like a, a, something like that, that's like a joyous experience. Everybody's forgetting all their troubles and they're just coming together as like well, a people. So I think that like doing things where you're all coming together is definitely something that can definitely bring about joy. um well that was our that was our podcast me and miko um thank you for listening in thank you for listening um uh yeah this is us signing off
1: yeah